Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another Digital Citizen episode 173. We call it another Digital Citizen Unplugged. That's because I'm doing the editing this week. Why am I doing this, uh, the editing this week, Luke? Uh, because I, uh, my computer's broken. My computer completely crapped out on us uh, right before we were going to watch the Royal Rumble. It was working fine yeah. all week. Uh, it had been having some problems. I even told Fro that my computer looks like it's on its way out. But I turned it on, tried to start Skype uh, so we, we could, me and Fro could talk while we watched Royal Rumble with, with a few other mm -hmm. people. Which we ended up doing anyways, but uh, I turned it on and Skype wouldn't work. I restarted my computer and it wouldn't restart, and now it's completely dead. That was a real hassle. Um, along with other things this week that were a real hassle. So, Yeah, because uh, Luke did a job, and guess who didn't get paid? <laughs> right. It's, I mean, which is, I guess, not super unusual uh, sometimes, but... It was. It's been a few weeks, and I'm still waiting. Uh, and it's just a hassle to try to like talk back and forth over email and trying to figure it out when uh, you should just have gotten the money. It's always a hassle. And then s Saturday, I go outside of my house, and out of the woods runs four like hunting dogs with GPS trackers on their collars. Uh, and I'm like, what the hell? And I'm yell. I yell out like, I assume there was a hunter, but it's not even hunting season, by the way, bro. I was assuming there was a hunter or something like training these dogs, you know, like training them. They were kind of puppies. And so I spent maybe an hour and a half, two hours running around the woods outside of my house trying to gather up these dogs because I couldn't find the owner. And then finally online, somebody online found the owner around my area and they were able to find them using the GPS trackers or whatever. But it was just a real hassle. So my whole week has just been a real hassle. Yeah, so uh, right now we are uh, not using uh, Skype even. We are recording on Discord. Uh, hopefully the audio quality is good. <laughs> and hopefully everything is going to be amazing because I'm the one that's going to edit this. So don't do anything that's a mistake, Luke, so I don't have to edit it out. Yeah, right. We just got to be uh, on on the ball here uh, the whole time. So, yes. So we're making it I'm, as easy as possible. We were supposed to do an interview this week. We totally just scrapped it because it would have been a real hassle trying to deal with uh, the interview and trying to figure out uh, recording. And I, we thought it would be a real hassle to try to get somebody in while we're uh, – while we're just going completely crazy, basically right now trying to figure things out, we obviously you just heard we had a cold opening because Fro doesn't have any of the music for the show or anything like that, which no. was all on my computer. Luckily, I do have a backup drive that has a lot of my stuff on it, so a lot of my stuff is backed up. Uh, and I did order another computer that should be coming next week, so hopefully it'll all be fixed by next week or the week after. So. Yeah, so welcome to another Digital Citizen Unplugged, everybody. <laughs> where, we, where we do the essential. We don't even have a main topic. We were going to discuss something really interesting in the main top, uh, where, where we had the main topic, but I will talk about it then. Uh, let's go right into the news, as I have stolen from somebody on YouTube. Okay, uh, I'll start the news. Trump boosted Bill to teach... 
his favorite book in schools, the Bible, which I doubt Yay. he's ever even read, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they wrote it's his favorite book, but that's fine. Ah, uh, such a, such an amazing book, isn't it? Look, uh, well, it depends on which version you read, I guess. <laughs> Are we talking about Bible v v uh, 1.0 or v 2.0 or 3.0 or President Trump? Yeah, right. Uh, I think 5.0 is that that's the Mormons, right? Um, yeah, that's the Mormon. Yeah. President Trump signaled his support on Monday for state bills that would allow public schools to teach courses in the Bible, which he proclaimed was his favorite book. And uh, we got a tweet here from Donald Trump. Numerous states introducing Bible literacy classes, giving students the option to study the Bible, starting to starting to make a turn back. Great. Uh, Trump's tweet came a minute after Fox and Friends aired a segment Monday um, about pending legislation in six states that would allow Bible literacy courses to become part of public education. Yeah. What do you think about this? Uh, no, I think it's funny. Uh, nothing beats the Bible, uh, Trump famously said in the campaign trail. Not even the art of the deal. Um, I, I think, I think less people has been hurt over the art of the deal than reading the Bible, to be honest. That's uh, probably true. Uh, <laughs> sad, but true. <laughs> but a lot more people have read the Bible than have read the art of the deal. So, uh, it says here, uh, a Congressional Prayer Caucus Foundation, a nonprofit group formed by former Virginia Republican Congressman Randy Forbes, uh, they're doing this. Uh, oh, they're doing this. Bill is to restore judo Christian principles. Uh, okay, and draft legislation that could withstand First Amendment challenges to teach Bible in schools. So here's my question, Fro: Are they going to yeah. teach the Quran as well? Oh well, that was that was my question. And okay, if they allow or we that, have L, they... L, L. Ron Hubbard books or those <laughs> yeah, Dianet Dianetics, <laughs> Dianetics, right? Got to yes, teach that and, in school. Yes, and then we have the Book of Mormon, of course, uh, the Pearl of Great Price, uh, Doctrines and Covenants. Uh, then we have the teachings of Buddha. <laughs> I can't right, wait, of course. We got to have the teachings of Aleister Crowley because we can't leave out the Satanists, of course. No, that's true. Right, Dianetics literacy throw in school. <laughs> One nation under uh, oh, fucking! I was going to make a joke there, and I uh, fucking forgot their main god. What is he called? Sinu. So it would have been One Nation Under Sinu then, for for uh, the right. Scientologists. I guess so. Yeah, it just yeah. it is just silly. They always bring up these uh, teaching the Bible in schools and whatever, but they never. Uh, it's n never. Oh, we need to teach Buddhism in schools, uh, which probably would be better for everybody involved. Yeah, it would, but uh, it's never going to happen. Uh, I sent you some good news this week, talking about the Bible. Did you know that God wanted Donald Trump to be president? 
Apparently he did, yeah. Uh, well, that's good, because he lost the election in the popular vote, so I guess God didn't want to really want him to win, but... Uh, White House Press Secretary Sarah Sanders said uh, she believes that God wanted President Trump to win. Uh, in She was on the Christian Broadcast Network. Is that the big thing there? I mean, hey, it's a channel. It's, you know, uh, it's the biggest Christian channel, I guess. Okay. I think God calls all of us to fill different roles as, at different times. And I think he wanted Donald Trump to become president. That's why he is there, Sanders told CBN David Brody and Jennifer Wishon, according to the transcript interviewed provided by CBN. Christian Broadcasting Network. That sounds like a perfect place to go and smear your fucking propaganda. Uh, yeah. This is one reason why I'm I consider myself an independent and uh, don't. When people are like, "Why are Why are you against the Democrats or whatever?" Uh, or I'm not for the Democrats. I'm against both parties, kind of, because both parties. Uh, as an atheist, neither the Republican or the Democratic Party represents me, because they yeah. both have like the de uh, Democrats are never going to put it up somebody who's not a Christian or uh, religious in well, some way. They almost did. <laughs> who's that? They almost had a Jew. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. And, well, Sanders uh, almost considers himself, uh, if, if you've ever heard, he almost considers himself an agnostic, at least in some in interviews I've heard. But he, right. his, his family is Jewish. So there's, right. you know, uh, there's that. But yeah. uh, they, they weren't going to let him in anyways. That's why they cheated him. <laughs> probably one of the reasons is because he wasn't a Christian. Uh, and it's really silly that uh, these people, you know, you hear like, oh, uh, th that that person can't have their hand on the nuclear button. It's more it's scarier to me to think that somebody that believes in a guy sitting up on a cloud, they have their hand on the nuclear button, <laughs> that they believe that at any time they could like go a little crazy and hear voices in their head and think that that guy sitting up on that cloud is telling them to blow up India or blow up, you know, Venezuela, maybe this week. Um, Mm -hmm. that they would believe it because they're Christians. That's scarier to me than uh, than Donald Trump, it, it, just Donald Trump himself. Donald Trump the Christian is scarier to me than Donald Trump. Uh, the Venezuela thing. Let's talk about it. We don't really have it uh, in the news. Because we yeah, we do. Really... We do? It's, it's, the fourth, it's the fourth one. We'll do it in a second. But uh, oh, let okay. me continue with this, this uh, article real quick. Uh, Oh, right. I'm blind. <laughs> yeah, there it is. You got it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Sanders also reassured CBS on the Trump's announcement that he would withdraw military from Syria would not endanger Christians in the area. Uh, so, yeah, there, it, the Trump administration is definitely doing some, like, uh, some PR uh, moves, some... Uh, some con uh, controlling moves to try to control their uh, Christian side to like, uh, he's losing support, uh, especially this week. Cause he's done a lot of really crappy things this week. Uh, and so yeah. he's trying to bolster his base, especially on the 
Christian side. So that's what's going on here. They're they're coming out and trying to say, oh, look how godly we are and this and that. So, so yeah. It's it's just I I feel especially sad talking about this when we're not going to talk about atheism, but it's just like it's just another proof for me that uh, taking in consideration that a god is interested in your election but not helping people starving in Africa is in my book not a good uh, god like he wanted donald trump to become president but he couldn't move his fingers for dying children in africa like that that makes absolutely no sense in my book no it doesn't it makes no sense at all and it's another proof and another reason why i'm an atheist so hello christians out there (laughs) (laughs) right or if you are a christian if you're a christian who believes in rugged shade uh it wasn't russia it was god by the way just to let you know yes yeah um png confident in of payoff of uh, gillette's me too ad uh tell me about this this is just a real f- quick follow-up to that Me Too ad, uh, the Procter & Gamble Gillette ad for Razors we watched the um, that kind of got uh, a big criticism online. And I, we were saying how it, the problem wasn't the Me Too part. The problem was that they're trying to use the social movement to sell Razors, and mm-hmm. that that was the real issue here. Uh, and then this article came out and it says, like Fro said, they're, they're confident in this uh, this ad. Uh, Chief Financial Officer John Moeller said the company was pleased at the attention surrounding the spot for struggling shaving brand, which features images of men uh, carousing and catcalling at women, as well as examples of men reigning in bullies. Uh, we received unprecedented levels of both media coverage and consumer engagement in the campaign. Uh, Mueller said, uh, Mueller's, Mueller? I don't know. It's not Mueller. It's M O instead of U E. Right. <laughs> yeah. Mueller said, uh, adding the retail sales of Gillette have been stable since uh, the ad was released January 14th. It's part of our effort to connect more meeting, meaningfully with younger consumer groups. Early, early results when we look at age group specifics, both externally and internally, reflect that we're accomplishing that objective. So they're saying, yeah, but this, uh, we might be using a social movement uh, in a dirty way to try to sell our razors, but hey, it's working. That's that's their defense of this, bro. Yeah, no, it's... We're making it, money. Yeah, that's true. It's going viral. That's their, that's their excuse. What, what, what they're still saying, uh, all media is good media. Right, all the, the uh, what is it? All coverage is good coverage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. All press is good press. I think it is. Yeah, and I mean, maybe, maybe to a certain point, I agree. Uh, I don't, I don't really know. I think I'm, maybe this is what I akin it to. If you were to be like, if you were to use a dying child, uh a kid dying of cancer using that child's image and um 
their story to try to sell pancakes and then turn around and go, uh, look, look how many pancakes we sold. Isn't it great? It's like, no, you're, you're, you, you are uh, manipulating people's emotions to try to sell pancakes by using a dying uh, cancer child. No, that's not good. You know what I mean? That's in a way it's the same. It's like, they're going, uh, yeah, we're using this social movement to sell our razors, but look how much money we're making. <laughs> it's yeah. like, no, you don't get it. You do not get it. Yeah, you do not no. get why people are mad at all, do you? <laughs> no, it's 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 very, very strange. Uh, hey, we saw more proof for uh, uh, talking about Russia Gate. We saw more proof of it this week uh, when uh russia and america totally agreed on who uh is the president of venezuela oh wait hold on that isn't correct oh wait wait hold on here oh i got that totally wrong i'm so sorry luke they are trying to twist it that way at least in america though fro they're trying to twist it as though uh I saw one article, the headline was something to the effect, that I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but it was something to the effect of uh, Venezuela is Trump and Putin's pl- uh, playground or something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Right. Uh, U.S. recognizes Venezuela's opposition leader, uh, Juan Guado, Guado, as president, Russia backs Maduro. President Donald Trump recognizes... Juan Guardo as the head of Venezuela's opposition-led National Assembly as the country's interim president Wednesday, rejecting uh, President Nicolas Maduro's uh, contested swearing in two weeks ago uh, due to a second term. Uh, Guardo, 35, declared himself the interim president before thousands of cheering supporters Wednesday. Uh, Tens of thousands of Venezuelans angry over the spiraling inflation of short uh, and shortage of basic goods and a migration crisis took to the streets. Uh, but Maduro is garnering support in other corners. Uh, Russia officially has announced that it recognizes Maduro as president. Uh, so, yeah. So, I mean, <clears throat> since you and Russia are colluding and everything, why why don't you even fucking agree on who's the president of Venezuela? I mean... You would Since think you... if we if there was collusion happening here that uh, they would agree on with the country they're trying to clearly uh, oust the leader <laughs> from and take over. Uh, <laughs> that's really what's happening here: is really? that America is we're overthrowing a a, a government <laughs> right now um, because we say there's a problem there. I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. But like I've said in the past about it is a lot of the reason there's a problem there. It, it has to do with number one, our sanctions on the country. And number two, the drug war that we're creating here. Um, a lot of people want to blame the problems in Venezuela on socialism when the. Oh yeah. I was just going to say that. Don't, don't, don't forget that it's dirty fucking socialists that are doing this. Right, uh, yeah. and that what, what that really comes down to is uh, the problems, at least at, from what I'm to understand and the reporting that I've read and saw, saw the problems there uh, 
don't have to do with the socialized parts. The things that are missing, as in the bread shortages and things like that, those are those are um, companies or privatized. Uh, mm. the, the things that are privatized are the things that are, are where the problems are, not the socialized parts. Um, right. Uh, another thing is the the side that the U.S. is backing uh, is the side is the uh, corporate side, I guess, but it's also the the rebel side. Uh, mm. So we're trying to overthrow this duly elected government uh, to try to basically take over this country. And it turns out that Venezuela also has the most oil uh, per capita or the of any country per capita anywhere. It's got more oil than Saudi Arabia for all Venezuela does. And we're like, hmm, maybe wow. we should go in there and take their oil. That's what this is all, really all about. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's m most of the problem. I I'm I'm surprised that you don't have a plan to invade Norway. I'm sure that's what I was I'm sure. I was going to mention that. Yeah, right. I would watch <laughs> out, bro. If if uh, if Trump stays in there another term, let's say he wins in 2020, I wouldn't be surprised if he does invade Norway. I mean, you're wow. socialist. You got a lot of oil. Yeah, mm -hmm. you've got nothing going for him. <laughs> Uh, and our, our military is so bad that we can't even hose up uh, a ship from the bottom of the sea. So, I mean, we're not that amazing. I don't think. Right. I think it would take take around ten minutes to invade Norway. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, we're already there. So we would just kind of like walk around and and tell people, hey, we we own you now. That's all it would take. Right. Yeah, I mean, when it comes about... to Venezuela, in, yeah. uh, us taking it over, uh, I mean, our reasoning is because the uh, country's in shambles and people are dying. Uh, there's plenty of other countries that are much worse off as far as food shortages and things like that that we're not invading uh, or trying to take over, but those countries don't have a whole lot of oil as well. So, Yeah, I was just going to say, why are you not invading a lot of African countries then? Yeah, why, are we not why aren't we not taking over the Congo? Yeah, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, it's so sad. It's like you, you had one war because of the fucking oil, the Iraq war. Do we need, you need another war for oil? Really? I mean, they're trying to spin this as something as like a uh, Cold War Cuba, almost. They're, like the, <laughs> the media here. It's not that bad. They're trying well because uh, Russia got involved or whatever. So now they're trying mm -hmm. to make it seem like mm, what's a good word for it? They're trying to make it feel like there's uh, some kind of when the when when there was the communists in Cuba and they were working with the Russians. They're trying to make it seem like this is the same thing where these evil communist socialists in Venezuela are working with these with the Russians. When we know the Russians are capitalists now, they're no longer communist anyways, but right. uh, and socialism isn't communism. They're two different things. No. But they're, Very... the media, at least here, the stuff that I'm seeing in America, that's the way they're trying yeah. to portray it. Like, we're back in the Cold War and the Russians and the, and the Cubans are still working together.
The next thing we will hear is that Venezuela has weapons of mass destruction. Just you wait. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, this is just another country we're invading, and it's not good. So, nope. Talking about Russia Gate, uh, Trump confident Roger Stone from the amazing movie on Netflix that I really recommend. Get me Roger Stone. See it, everybody. It is an amazing movie and really, really crazy. Uh, is uh, indicted by Mueller, and he pleads not guilty. That's good. Roger Stone pleaded not guilty to on Tuesday to charges stemming from ongoing uh, an ongoing investigation into whether U.S. president's campaign colluded with Russia in the 2016 ele- election. Stone is charged with lying to Congress, witness tampering, and obstruction in relation to his contacts with WikiLeaks, whose publication embarrassing embarrassed. Uh, Publication of embarrassing Russian hacked communications from the Democratic Hillary Clinton campaign gave a boost to Trump. I'm surprised they mm-hmm. mentioned that. We never see them mention uh, that those embarrassing uh, communications from Hillary Clinton. But uh, yeah, so he's he got arrested for lying to Congress, witness tampering, and obstruction is what it's saying. Uh, if you read it. It says in relations to contact with WikiLeaks, but the contacts he had with WikiLeaks were after the release of the Hillary Clinton email. So the way they write this, it's a bit, it's a bit misleading. Um, a bit. But I guess he lied about that. So A little bit misleading. But uh, again, uh, isn't all of this a little bit misleading? Uh, yes, it is. Uh, <laughs> people are backing this guy, uh, at least on that side, saying, uh, you know, uh, on the conservative side, saying this is all um, a witch hunt, like they've been saying, and everything else. Uh, Acting Attorney General Matthew Whitaker said Monday that it was too that it was close to being wrapped up, the Mueller investigation, I mean, although there is no confirmation of this uh, from the tight-lipped special counsel's office. I'm and not then, surprised by that. Last yeah. night, uh, I didn't send this out to you, but they put out a thing saying that some Russian hacker uh, tried, they got some kind of information from the Mueller team. They hacked the Mueller team or something and put it up online on Twitter. And the Mueller team came out last night and said that those documents had been altered and were not real or something like that. So that happened last night, just to add to the story. <sighs> it's a little like Brexit. I can't wait over to this fucking shitstorm is over. Right. We didn't have any Brexit news, but what did they say about no. Brexit this week? That uh, there's, it's a chance that it will, uh, they said there's a chance it's going to be even more delayed. And but then yep. I think Macron of France was at the EU and said that they're not gonna allow them to do any more extensions. So I don't yep. know where it's gonna go. Yeah. I'm going to tell you where it go it's going. It's going <laughs> down. I'm yelling timber. That's Did you see the thing I posted on our Facebook fro about uh about Cuba? Actually now yeah, since I, did. I just mentioned Cuba. I thought that was hilarious. Canada uh oh. 
Yeah, come on. Oh, what? Oh, yeah, Canada uh, says there's the 14th victim of the, what, whatever it is, uh, crickets, sonic waves, whatever this is that. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that whole story is continuing. It's not over. Another digital citizen on Facebook was was what I was going to do. A little cross-promotion there. Uh, YouTube vows to recommend fewer conspiracy theories uh, videos. Uh, that is uh, kind of weird. Uh, YouTube uh, will recommend f- f- fewer uh, videos that could misinform users in harmful ways. The company announced on Friday in a shift platform that faced criticism for amplifying conspiracy theorists and extremism. The shame concerning YouTube recommending futures which automatically creates a playlist of uh, videos for users to watch. The recommendations are results of the complex and opaque algorithms designed to capture the user's interest. But it has become a focus of criticism when YouTube directs people to potential harmful and false content that uh, they would uh, not otherwise have sought out. So, Or if you're me, then you get recommended Fortnite videos for freaking no reason. Um, <laughs> I am not... I am, don't you love Fortnite? <clears throat> oh, right. I'm doing the Fortnite dance right now. You just can't see me. I'm doing the yes. the peace sign Fortnite dance. Um, <laughs> I have no clue what that is. <laughs> there's like five so people that have sued Fortnite for dances now. Uh, Carlton? Oh, yeah. Carlton, of whatever the guy's name from yeah. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, he sued him. And then after that, yeah. there was like two rappers, I think, and then a mm-hmm. football player or a basketball player. I don't remember. Probably a football player because they do like those dances in the end zone or whatever. I think he sued yeah, them the, as well. They're just the stealing Swiss, people's dances. And the Swiss, uh, Swiss, Swiss uh, boy from Katy Perry's video sued them. That was in the Super Bowl. Remember? A uh, backpack kid. Yeah, backpack kid sued them as well. Oh, I didn't know that. Right. Oh yeah. So uh, he, YouTube. He's a great musical and... artist. Yes, Sorry. I know. A uh, YouTube spokesman did not provide additional details of what it uh, uh, considered borderline content because they uh, also said it would affect borderline content. Uh, the shift uh, would apply to less than 1% of the videos, the company said. Uh, is this just more censorship from YouTube's side? Uh, my answer is yes. What is your answer to that question? What was the question again? Is this a small is this ship? Just, is this just more censoring ship from YouTube? Uh, yes, it's exactly what it yeah. is. It's it's yeah. it's censoring things to try to make YouTube more ad advertiser friendly. Um, yes. is what it is. Is there? There, everything they're doing is under the guise of of uh, keeping people safe or whatever, but it's really. Uh, keeping their advertisers happy, uh, but they use they use these things like like we've said in the past. Oh, we got to save the children, like common sense media. Speaking of which, we covered common sense media, and then it seems like everything in the world has fallen apart in my in my life. Yes, I don't know if that's <laughs> a coincidence or what's going on there, but 
Uh, it says here the company did not provide clear in, uh, definition of what it considers harmful misinformation, but says that some examples were videos promoting phony miracle cures for serious illness. I, I, I can go behind that one. Claiming the earth is flat or making blatantly false claims about historic events like 9-11. What is how, how is claiming the Earth is flat? I know it's stupid and just ridiculous, but how is that hurting? How is that harmful to anybody? I I feel bad. Oh, oh, this is hurting me. Oh, it's just so fucking amazingly stupid. It's like, yes, miracle cures is dangerous for you. Believing 9-11 was an inside conspiracy is maybe strange to believe, but it's not harmful in any way. Is it? No. Well, I mean, except for maybe to that guy who shot himself in his own rocket, but he didn't even hurt himself. He just, <laughs> I think he dislocated his shoulder or something, right? Oh, yeah. You're talking about a uh, flat earth guy, yeah. Yeah, flat Earth rocket guy, right? Yeah. Like that's that's as far as far as flat Earth goes. I don't know. We'll talk more about this, especially uh, in Manifest this week, because there was a yes. Th this was a very big thing in Manifest. But here's yes. the thing: uh, the, this is kind of their reasoning behind why these things are harmful. Uh, YouTube, Facebook, and other social media platforms have faced growing scrutiny in the recent years for their role in hosting and amplifying political propaganda and abusive content that sparks real-world consequences and can lead to violence. So what is their example of this, these things leading to violence, bro? Pizzagate. Uh, yeah. They go back to Pizzagate, uh, a popular right-wing fake news story alleging that common ping-pong was a child sex ring uh, motivated a gunman to fire a weapon inside the restaurant. Right. But we yep. did Pizzagate, and we found out when we did it as a topic that the guy went there to shoot the walls, not to shoot people. Mm -hmm. uh, violent uh, or extreme, taking things to the extreme, like, uh, yes. Was he trying to hurt people? Uh, as far as we know, no. He wasn't there to murder anybody. He was there to try to save little kids, uh, even though it was a bunch of bullshit. Right. And then they go into Sandy Hook, of course. Uh, and yeah, so that's the, the, this is going off of the same Alex Jones stuff. And when we said, Hey, this Alex Jones stuff, it, yeah, we kick them off now, but, uh, it's going to continue and they're going to start kicking more and more stuff off. This is a continuation mm -hmm. of it. We're seeing it. It's uh, sad. It's sad. It's a sad, sad situation, and it's getting more and more absurd. Never has a lyric to a song been so fitting. Don't you agree? Yeah, it's uh, it's just weird to see it beforehand and say to everybody, "Hey, this is gonna happen," and then have people go. But shut up, that's so stupid. Alex Jones is terrible. We need to get rid of him. Uh, and you go, yeah, but th this could this could happen in the future. And then when that does happen in the future, nobody goes, oh, yeah, you were right. Uh, they all go, yeah, it's fine. You know what I mean? It's just, it's scary. Okay, I, I'm, I'm going to ask you a question. Let's say 
we were wrong about the Russia gate thing. Maybe it's true. Let's just let's you and me pretend that we are okay. yeah. wrong about that. Would we be the first to say on the podcast we were wrong about it? Well, we'd we be the first on our own podcast, yes. But we would be, we yeah. would come out and say, "Hey, uh, it depends on how it came out as it being true." But we would go, uh, "Here's the evidence that we found. This proves that we were wrong. Uh, yeah, we were wrong." Uh, and here's the evidence. That's what we would need yeah. to like be able to turn around and say that. Um, yeah. The problem is the other side. Uh, what did I, I said the, something about this the other day to somebody? It's like a, the big sweater scenario where everybody, uh, when Trump won, everybody felt really just left out in the cold because uh, mm-hmm. they they really thought Hillary was going to win. They thought there was no way this was going to happen, and so they all. Uh, the Russiagate thing is just a big sweater that they can wear because so they don't feel like they're stuck out in the cold with Trump as president. Mm-hmm. And uh, what we're doing is we're pulling the the threads out of their sweater and it's making them cold. And then they come and they attack us because they <laughs> that's what's happening for us. They're attacking us because we're showing them the cold reality of the situation. Um, and. Uh, when it comes to to it, I think it's easier for me and you maybe as atheists to see this as like to see Rushgate and the whole thing as kind of almost a religious cult of people who are blindly following this without any evidence. And so as an atheist, I look at it and go, well, that's just like religion. Um, and until I'm given some kind of evidence to prove that it's true, I'm not going to follow it. That's the way I see it. I don't know. What do you think? No, I, I totally agree with you. I, I think it is uh, somewhat strange because I, I have I have a lot of atheist friends that will probably listen to this and go, what? They don't believe that Russia and America colluded? I would say two things. I would say one, yes, we don't believe it because we have not seen any evidence for it. Very much of things that are brought up in this is very circum, uh, circum <laughs> circumcision-wise, I was going to say. Circumstantial. <laughs> circumstantial. Circumstantial. Almost the same thing, Luke. <laughs> and, and, and second of all, we fucking hate Trump. We said it on the last pod- podcast. We will say it again. We think he, he's oh, an awful, awful, awful president. But especially this week. Not, especially this week. But it does not mean that we believe every fucking conspiracy against him. That's that's all what we're saying, really. Right, exactly. And yeah. I, I I think that yeah, I think that's a good place to stop on that. Let's but we're talking about Russiagate. We gotta talk about WikiLeaks. So let's go over to this story. WikiLeaks <laughs> Julian Assange news! Woohoo! Oh, I need to get up the other story because uh, I yes. sent you an update and we I didn't updated. put it in the run sheet. But I'll, I'll read this uh, as I'm finding it. WikiLeaks is seeking to for- force Trump administration to unseal any, file, uh, any charges filed in the U.S. against founder Julian Assange. 
The organization said in a statement it filed Wednesday uh, with an internal human rights body to seek to force disclosure of any charges against Assange and help him fight possible extradition to the United States. WikiLeaks had also said the U.S. prosecutors may approach people may have approached people in the U.S., Germany, and Iceland and pressured them to testify against Mr. Assange in return for immunity and prosecution uh, from prosecution. Mm. Um, but then we had an update uh, just last night, like after I sent throw out the news. Yes. We had an update uh, that, where where is it? There you it want me to take it? Judge rules documents about possible Julian okay. Assange charges to remain under seal. So uh, mm-hmm. the federal judge has declined to force the Justice Department to unseal the apparent criminal charges against WikiLeaks founder Assange. Uh, it says here... Uh, U.S. District Judge Leoni Brinkame uh, to force the Justice Department to release the documents related to the case after a mishap in the documents for an unrelated case last year revealed that Assange had been charged and was being targeted for arrest and extradition. Right, we covered that when they accidentally released that he had been charged with something, but they hadn't... uh, And somebody accidentally found it when they were researching something completely different. A reporter found that found this in some court filings, but we never actually found out what he was being charged with. So WikiLeaks tried to sue to find out what they were trying to charge him with, uh, and the U.S. came back and said, "No, we're not going to tell you." <laughs> oh, it's so it's so weird. Like why 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 not just tell them? Uh, I I don't know unless it has, yeah. There, we don't really know what the charges are or what they're related to in any way. So we, I I I couldn't even really answer that. Yeah, no. It's, this is just it's... more in this whole kind of saga of what's going to happen with WikiLeaks. I mean, WikiLeaks is the real big problem I have with I, I at the very beginning uh, with the whole RussiaGate thing was if you i even remember saying this if you got rid of wikileaks from this scenario and you just had donald trump and russia as this conspiracy i would have it would be a lot more believable to me once you got wikileaks Mm. involved and trying to say that wikileaks is working with russia and trump and they're all colluding together that's when i go hmm something (laughs) that these things don't add up and then yeah no, it's a it's a very 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 strange situation, and uh, I would say that it's uh, it's it's getting more more and more absurd the more we go into it. Talking about things that uh, is a little absurd, um, there's a climate uh, a couple ap- apocalypse coming. Uh, of course, we all know this, but. Uh, what is kind of strange is that Apple says the iPhone will be very useful after such a uh, apocalypse. Why is that? It says here, in the end times when the Earth is populated solely by roving bands of marauders, at least we will know Apple will be able to find a way to profit from its iPhone. Uh, mm. Environmental nonprofit CD 
CCP uh, Carbon Disclosure Project dropped its latest report on Tuesday. Uh, the group asked more than 7,000 companies to share the risks and opportunities that come with climate change, uh, reported Bloomberg. And it turns out the, there is money to be made even in the world ravaged by drought and storms. Apple notes, as people begin to experience severe weather events and with greater frequency, we expect an increasing need for confidence and preparedness in an arena of personal safety and well-being and the well-being of loved ones. Uh, Apple's response gets a little darker. It says the iPhones can serve as flashlights or a siren. They can provide first aid instructions. They can act like a radio and they can be charged for many days via car battery or even hand cranks. If customers value Google Earth Engine as a tool to examine the physical changes in the Earth's natural resources and climate, this could result in an increased customer loyalty and brand value. Uh, so, yeah, uh, this was from Google talking about Google Earth as well. So Apple and Google have taken steps to fight climate change, uh, and they can hardly be faulted for taking the time to respond to the survey. Still, it's just another reminder that the wealthy and corporations could very well find ways to profit in a world transformed by climate change. Uh, regular people in vulnerable areas, though, not so much. Yeah. <laughs> this, kind of, uh, this goes back to the P P&G uh, Gillette ad, kind of. It's like, yeah, they'll use these horrible things to sell shit. Yeah. <laughs> More or less. More or less, that's uh, exactly uh, what it is. Hey, uh, I have heard Trump tells the truth. Uh, I'm going to say he talks for himself and only for himself this week, if that's okay. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, this one is one of the more over-the-top Tron tells the truth. So uh, let's hear him talk about conservative sex toys. Hello, this is Tron with Tron tells the truth. I heard some rumors. I have some rumors that conservatives have been listening to this. It's a little bit angry at me. Yeah, I heard some complaints. Not that I give a sh- uh, care much about it, but I try not to co- provoke everybody all the time. But today's climate for pol- politics, you basically may piss people off just by saying something at all. So, well, since but. More people on the right are more angry about me, and the people on the left. So, I see all you white or frustrated young conservative people, and I have something for you. Yes, maybe you need to jerk off more, but if that doesn't help, there are sex toys out there that can help you. Have you ever heard about the Baby Jesus butt plug? Yes, you can show that butt plug straight up your fucking asshole, where all the religion really have space for. Yeah, that's where you need it, up the ass. But I have some suggestions for another type of sex toys who can make both frustrated conservative women and men happy at the same time. I think the women need Obama dildo. Yes, a big black dildo. I think that would be the most appropriate. You can be fucked by Obama again, a big black dildo for your wife named after Obama. You can also come with quotes from his eight years as president. That would be nice. So what about your men? Yes, I've been thinking about you too. So, why not 
around Reagan butt plug. Yeah. You missed the ass fucking of the 80s? Yes. Now you can fuck deep up your ass soul with Ronald Reagan. Where Ronald Reagan be- really belongs, straight up your fucking asshole. This this guy can produce, mass produce, and I think I would be a millionaire. Definitely in the Bible Belt, and definitely in states like Texas. Yes, because you fucking really need it, you retarded assholes. I know people are going to get angry about this too, but I'm just here to help you. I'm just here to give good suggestions. So, again, Obama dildo for the wife. The Ronald Reagan butt plug for the man. And, if you have more suggestions, yo, why don't you write to me? This was Tron with Tron Tells the Truth. Have a orgasmic day. Thank you. That was Tron telling the truth. Did you say the R word, Tron? You're not listening to R word, but this is the internet, so you can say whatever you want on the internet. But I'm mad at you for yeah. saying the R word. Yeah, uh, like we said, say always, Trump's uh, opinions are Trump's uh, only and doesn't represent another digital citizen. Just so. <laughs> Out of everything he said in that Tron tells the truth, the R word is a thing I get offended by, but still. <laughs> Hey, uh, let's cover uh, something uh, uh, Jeremy wants to boycott. If he gets 50 people to to say boycott Eurovision on our Facebook group, we will never talk about it again. <laughs> I actually know people that love our Eurovision review. That's the, the weird part. I know one, one person really? specifically that really likes it. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, but we we have two songs this week, Jeremy. So you can fast forward some minutes. Uh, we let's start with the really really bad one of the two. Uh, which one? Uh, yeah, I was just go- going to say that. Which one should that be? Uh, no, uh, let's start with. Uh, uh, the most generic one then. Lake Malawi, friend of a friend from the Czech Republic. Right. This is a music video, not a live performance. So we don't we can't really comment on the production quality because it was just a music video. Um mm-hmm. this guy didn't seem like he was from the Czech Republic to me. Did he seem like that no. to you? Did he, what, no. didn't he seem British? And uh, uh, it's kind of funny you said that because I talked to Margaret and Margaret said, is he trying to do a fucking British accent? Is that what it is? <laughs> He's trying to do an accent. Okay. Yes. Yes. Isn't yeah, there a thing she... in the rules that the person from your country doesn't necessarily have to be from your country, though? Yeah. Yeah. But he, he's not he's not English at all. Okay. Maybe I, he, I, I, maybe I, I thought the same thing, so. Oh yeah, no. Maybe maybe they have lived in England at some point, but uh, he's not English. But uh, enough about that. What do you think about this uh, terrific uh, song? That isn't good. Maybe it's like when you know when some people sing, they have an American accent, even if they're British or like Norwegian, and they sing in English, they have an American accent. Maybe when you're Czech from the Czech Republic, you get a British accent when you sing. Maybe that's what it is. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. I guess as far as the song goes, like you said, super generic, very 90s teen bop, teeny bop feel to it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
I gave this thing a 1.5. From <laughs> she was my neighbor when we were 13. She moved back. That's not much between us now. Do you know what I mean? She's only a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend of mine. That is the fucking lyrics to this awful song. I didn't it get is... the lyrics either. Yeah. No. And it's like, it's like, what? She was my neighbor when I was 13. She moved back in. Like, are you talking about child molestation here? Are you, are you a pedophile? Like, no, he's saying when we were 13. Like, when he was also oh. 13 years old. Yes. Oh. oh my gosh, bro. Yeah, I see what you're... Yeah, that would be... Yeah. I was like, is this a little, like... Uh, uh. Yeah, so she's a friend of a friend of a friend of mine. It's it's just like... It's such a bad song. I, I gave this a, a one. This is really, really terrible. Oh, you went lower than me. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I thought it was bad, but the one reason I couldn't go super low is because I haven't seen the production. It could go lower if the production's really bad. Right. And but, and, and and that's kind of um I don't know. Does it talk against him? No, that that we didn't see it. I wouldn't say so. We we would give him a score even if the production uh wasn't there it's not really the production we are talking about it's yeah the song. but live yeah well no the live live performance counts in eurovision so yeah of course we're talking about production yes so but it's very hard for us to to say anything about production of this because right yeah, exactly uh, but but i'm what i'm saying is it could be worse live because we're like oh, yeah. that's what i'm saying yeah uh, speaking of live, yeah. well, we just saw another one that was live. Uh, who is yeah. this, bro? Uh, this is uh, uh, Le France. Uh, it is uh, Bailali Hassani uh, with Roy means uh, royal. Uh, this is uh, the French uh, Thing. And I will tell you after we talk about how bad this is, uh, why this will probably win. But uh, what? Uh, what did you think? Yes, uh, I will tell you why after we talked about it. Okay. But, okay. but uh, in in the big, I I will go first for for once. In the beginning, I thought this was a good song. In the beginning, and and kind of. Uh, 30% into the song, I go, oh, this is not good. Uh, it is, uh, he, he can't sing, to be honest with you. Uh, he has, uh, a voice that is very, uh, feminine, uh... but, but also in a way, uh, very, uh, masculine at the same time. It's very, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? For it's very uh, uh, hard to place his voice, and I, 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 I uh, there's a part of the song where he clearly tries to sing a high note, where he totally, totally misses it, and uh, on the live performance bit, uh, that's. Also, why I'm rating this as low as I'm doing, 
And mixing in English words with the French is kind of also extremely irritating. Uh, because he sub he suddenly goes like, you can't put me in the box. And then a lot of like French words. And I go like, whoa, okay, I understood something here. Why is the song, rest of the song in English? So it's kind of, it, 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 it has a very non-French feel over it uh, and still being French. And that's kind of which. So what do you I think about this song? That, actually, that's pretty standard okay. for, I think that's kind of, at least in the last few years has been every one, every few songs has this where it's like half English. So yeah, uh, I don't even know what to say about this song. Um, really, this this guy was clearly trying to steal uh, Prince's style, right? Yes. Am I wrong here? Yes. There's very much yeah, no. stolen style happening here. Um, not necessarily musically, but uh, outfit, hair, um, that whole that whole vibe was happening. Uh, when he tried to hit the high notes, is when I realized this is a terrible song. Yeah, and this guy is yeah. a terrible singer. Uh, he can't yeah. hit the high notes. His voice cracked no. maybe three or four times during the song. Um, yep. It was like a bad audition on American Idol, to be honest. And yeah. yeah. Uh, it wasn't actually, I didn't give it as bad a score as Czech Republic, but I still think this was a terrible song. I don't understand what the whole thing with the hand, they put their hands behind his head. What was that supposed That's to represent? A crown, because he was royal. Oh, okay. I was like, I don't yeah. get this. Is he supposed to be a moose? Are these antlers? What is happening here? <laughs> yes, yes, Luke. It was supposed to be a <laughs> That's moose. what it looked like. Like, they were like, oh. Or like when your jerky cousin, like, puts his fingers up behind your head during, like, the during a photo. You know what I mean? Photobombing him. Yes, Luke. Oh, my gosh. Uh, overall, this song was terrible, mostly because the guy can't sing was the real yeah. issue. Uh, and this was a live. This was live, so uh, it, it this was what you're gonna get. Can he improve his singing before the final Eurovision? I guess uh, we. I don't know. I guess it's possible, but mm -hmm. overall, I gave this a two. Uh, that's kind of funny. I gave it a two point five. So we're not. That's far away from each other here either. Uh, the reason why this will uh, is a high contender for me right now to win is because he is quite a gay icon and uh, Eurovision being very uh, uh, LBGQ uh, community wise uh, open. Uh, it will help him in the voting. Uh, being sure. such a, okay. a big, big uh, gay icon and such a, a big, uh, a famous uh, and openly gay person, that will help him in Eurovision, funny enough. So that's right. that, that's why why I think he have a, has a chance of winning. I'm not saying the song is good. I'm just saying that that could be one of the reasons why people voted I'm for him. I'm surprised it got picked because he can't sing. That's the real right. thing I have an issue here. Because it's a singing yeah. competition. You think they'd want to pick somebody who can sing. But hey, call me crazy. <laughs> crazy! 
<laughs> See, I called you crazy. I did it. Uh, let's go into the next thing. Uh, what are we talking about? Yes, my favorite show of all time. No, we're not. Uh, we're plugging our Facebook group first. It's another digital citizen on, on Facebook. It's almost like I never done this podcast before. It's not like I'm a little stressed because we have a hundred things to keep an eye on and I am the one that's recording or something. No, that's not. <laughs> You're right. It's a little bit not, stressful. Not, yes. We don't, we don't have any emails because I don't have any access to our email account until I get my computer or I didn't access it. So, uh, but we do have an email address, another digital citizen at gmail.com. If you want to email us there, if you did send us one this week, we'll get to it next week. Uh, if not, send oh, us something. We yeah, we promise you. We, we will definitely cover it. <laughs> so, Manifest episode 13 review, Luke. What was this week's episode about? All right, 13, call, uh, name of the episode cleared for approach. Still re reeling from the shocking outcome of Call, uh, call that is hard to say. Still reeling from the shocking outcome of <laughs> Cal's calling. There we go. Michaela <laughs> digs deeper into her connection with a mysterious stranger. After a close call with the major's henchman, Ben finds himself a terrifying new threat that is growing exponentially. Meanwhile, Savine, Savine has a new data to mine, and she's more happy to dig into it until a threat arrives at her doorstep. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We this got no bad episode. This was a silly episode. This was clearly they made this episode with an agenda, like a political yes. agenda. Yes, very. Um, this was silly. This is this was silly and not bad. I like it when it's silly and not bad. It wasn't yeah, it wasn't bad. It, one thing I did have a problem with is we get this big reveal last week of the of the major and this lady who was supposed to be not didn't show up one time in this episode. Yeah, I know. But yeah, we open up with them driving down the road and they see the flight eight two eight passengers are not human. Uh, banner flying on this overpass above uh, above them. So now apparently there's some conspiracy theorists that believe that the flight 828 passengers that came back are like aliens or demons or something, right? Or something, right, yeah. And right, and so the these, uh, whatever, these, peop these people who think that uh, attack uh, their house, or not really attack it, they tag it with a spray paint and throw a rock through the window. They also tag the doctor's office uh, door with this like red X, right? So that's important to this episode. Michaela and the hiker end up having the same visions, so they're clearly mm -hmm. somehow, um, what did we say last? Psychically connected. Still, we find out that this hiker killed his sister, uh, which is weird because Michaela also kind of killed her sister in a way. But when they, she was drunk driving or whatever, her sister was a passenger. We found that out at the beginning. Remember that, Fro? They don't really point yes. that out in the episode very much, but uh, I, I just remembered that. So, uh, And then we get the whole thing with the mother saying, uh, or the, little, the young girl and the mother saying that the little girl knows about the callings because Cal told her, 
but her and the mother are not dead. Remember when hearing about the callings killed you? Yep. That was a huge plot point for the first four episodes or something. First half of the season, right. Um, yeah. Because Jared almost died. He was in the hospital and all, all that other stuff. And now you can just tell, like, yeah, it's this is that wrestling booking uh, we were talking about last week. Yes, definitely. And then we meet our conspiracy theorist people, Fro. <laughs> and they literally got an Alex Jones lookalike. I would not be surprised if this uh... guy stands out in front of uh, the Chinese theater in L.A. signing autographs as Alex Jones and taking pictures with people. Because <laughs> he looks exactly like him. And they show the guy's website, and it says... On the we- on the banner of the website, war on the war is on for truth, and I think yeah. if you go to the Infowars website, it says something on like a war on for your mind. I think is their tagline. Right. So they li- they were trying to make this as much Alex Jones as they could. Bro, would you agree? Oh, totally. It's it's so Alex Jones. It's it's not even funny. It's like it's just, it's just stupid. <laughs> but it also has so much to do with what we were covering about YouTube and this whole thing of online online uh, uh, conspiracy theories turning into violence in the real world. And this was like a perfect piece of propaganda for that, this episode of mm-hmm. Manifest. All right, yeah, and no, then they I... bring up randomly something about Greek mythology and peacocks. Well, why was this here? <laughs> I have no idea. They just brought it up like the girl was like researching something for school for like a class and he's like peacocks. It has to that has to do with this and that and he's like connecting all these things and I'm like and then they start talking about Greek mythology. I'm like what is this? And they ne- it never goes anywhere in the whole episode. It it is so fucking strange, isn't it? Uh, right. So strange. <laughs> and then let me know if you got anything at the end, because my, my recording kind of cut off. Um, but the oh. hiker and Michaela, they're out in at night in under the stars, and they see mm. the stars in the same way they saw the calling. And then they see like a hieroglyphic cave painting on yeah. the wall. And it's of two people holding hands, and they look at each other, and they're holding each other's hands in that exact place. And then yep. lightning out of, the, like, it looks like, what was that um, show, Under the Dome, where the dome looks like whatever you want it to look like on the outside? You know what I mean? Yes. Or, like, uh, the theory where, like, there's a dome and it's like, uh, what do we call it? Uh, where the where there's a fake moon and a fake stars and all that other stuff. Right, right, um, right. It looks like that kind of, didn't it? And then the lightning comes down and it strikes the symbol on the rock. Did anything right. happen after that? Or was that the ending? No, that's that's the ending. Yeah. Okay. That's what I got to. It just mine cut off before the credits. So, yeah. Yeah, no. I, I never watched the credits, so. <laughs> that's that's where it ended. So, yeah, no, but the kind of stupid ending. Stupid episode, stupid ending, but uh, at least it wasn't as boring as 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 last week. Um, I I I would uh, rate this uh, a six. Um, the other thing I wrote down is, uh, do you think they they what just wrote out the boyfriend in this episode, bro? Y- yes. 
I think so. Okay, we'll see next episode if he ever returns. But it was like all of a sudden she went uh, to the guy, "You need to move back in. Uh, we need you here. I'm in love with you." Blah blah blah. And that guy yeah. was not even part of this episode at all. So I think that guy got written out. But we'll see. I give this episode a five. Cool. Uh, do you have any TV that you watched this week? Like, for example, Big Brother, where we had two exits this week. Right, we did. Um, the first one was the Mean Girls guy. Yes. Who Happy I get said, rid of him. Who I said I wasn't really a fan of, and it turned out he yeah. was kind of a jerk. It yeah. seemed like to me. It seemed like and, I I was I was more happy about the second uh, eviction to be honest with you, but that's right. and then the sw- uh, Olympic swimmer, what's his name, Ryan, Lochte. something, Ryan Lochte, right? Yes, he got he went out right. Um, and Tom Green is doing amazing. He's like killing it in this game. He is so good. He is my favorite. Uh, the girls had a lot of fighting, uh, especially the two singers that has a past. It's clearly that they have not made up uh, over that. And Eva Maria is Eva Maria. Uh, yeah, she is exactly how you would think she would be. Uh, <laughs> yes. yes. She is vapid, and the only thing she talks about are hair and boobs and makeup. Right. She um, is so boring. She's so boring. But and she's in a she's in a uh, an alliance with Tom, so it's kind of yeah. like she's gonna be there at least until the final five, is my guess. Oh, and then this last episode, Tom Green, Tom Green <laughs> beat uh, an Olympic athlete, uh, athlete and a uh, Heisman Trophy football player in a race. Tom Green, yes. beats. <laughs> how does that work? <laughs> I don't think they gave it a hundred percent. Is that okay? <laughs> to say? Right. Uh, the football player got pretty close. I think she she probably has never seen the show and got really. She probably was more affected by the haunted house stuff maybe than the other two. So, yeah, maybe. No, the but uh, that was a, a fun thing I watched this week. Uh, I will keep you updated on the masked singer because that's your favorite show, of course. Uh, Margaret's show was the poodle look. Oh, okay. Yeah. Any thoughts about that? Anything in a while? No. <laughs> you know all those celebrities that's supposed to be under the mask. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, all those big celebrities we have have uh, they have said they will have. It's it, it is clearly just a big work, right? Because the judges yeah. are the ones that are are voting people out, right? Or, or is the public voting on it too? Well, it, it's uh, they are say they have said it's fifty judges from fifty states, but we've never seen them. Right, so it could all be a work. Okay, so yes. at the very end, if it's a work, it could be the final person is the big reveal of somebody who's actually famous. <laughs> yes, that is that is my guess. Uh, we found out that one of them. Do you want me to spoil it for other people? No, let's. let's no, let's not spoil let's, anything. There, no, there no. are people that like that show. I think. Yeah, and and we will continue covering it here 
on another digital citizen, the best. Uh, we we love the masked singer here. Fifty percent of another digital citizen really likes it. <laughs> I thought it was completely gar total garbage, but that's me. Uh, like I said, fifty percent of us like it. <laughs> you know what I saw uh, this week? Else? I watched uh, Carmen. Uh, Where in the world is Carmen San Diego on Netflix? Ah, Did that's you see uh, this? funny because guess what I watched this week? Uh, Carmen San Diego. Yeah. Uh, what did you think about this? Well, I should start out. I was a fan when I was younger of the game show on public broadcasting. Were you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, I remember I watched both versions because there was a male host and then the, yes, the second the person was the female host, right? So I yes. saw both versions and I enjoyed that show when I was younger. I don't know if it would hold up now. Uh, no, I played didn't. the PC game when I was a kid, and that fucking PC yep. game was, like, the most impossible thing ever. Even <laughs> if you had, like, an encyclopedia sitting, like, set sitting next to you, you'd still have a hard time with that game. Uh, but but it, this it was, was not... a good game, though. It was a good it was game. A, yeah, it was good. It. Yeah. Because if you did, because I remember beating it once or twice and be, feeling, like, super accomplished, because it was ha- oh, so yeah. hard that you felt really good when you did beat it. Um... This was not a game show, though. This was no, not a game at all. A, it was a, a cartoon question mark? Yes, it's a cartoon. Of course it's a cartoon, but it's a... Uh, I would... What would you compare this to as far as another cartoon? Uh, an extremely, extremely bad version of Samurai Jack. I was thinking Ben 10... Yes, <laughs> or like ben some kind. Yeah, right. As far as animation style, um, yeah. or what? What's that other with the the superheroes that are little kids? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about. That cartoon. It could be either. It's kind of got that same animation style, and it's got a lot of that the same kind of action sequences. The way they do the action sequences are very similar. This also is trying to rewrite the fact that. Carmen San Diego is a good guy in this cartoon. Yep. Right. But she's a yep. thief. The silliest part of this to me was when they go, "Oh, I'm going to crime school." <laughs> crime school. It, everybody. I mean, this is clearly not made for you and me. Uh, no, I, I mean, I it's wrote, for little kids, but it, there's some silly, silly shit in here. I wrote down: Is this supposed to be a good? Uh, Role model for small girls? <laughs> Is this really what we want girls to grow up uh, with as their role model? A thief? Right, but she, the, you find out what in episode two or something, she only, mm-hmm. she, she only steals from other thieves. So she's like the Dexter of thieves. <laughs> yes, I was just going to say that. She's <laughs> <Dexter>. <laughs> she is totally Dexter. But right. does that make her stealing uh, uh, okay, though? That's the question. Well, she's like Robin Hood, because at least according to this, because she stole something, gave it back to the poor or whatever, kind of. <laughs> so in a way, it's yeah, it, it's that kind of role model thing happening, but. It's definitely trying to rewrite the whole story of what I know Carmen Sandiego's story to be. And I don't really like yeah. that about it. But uh, overall, I gave this thing a four. 
Um, and I thought uh, it could have been better, but I'm sure little kids would enjoy it more than I did. So. Mm. What you, I I only saw three or four episodes. You saw the whole whole series. I actually only saw three. Yeah. Oh. Okay. No, yeah, I, no, didn't, I, I would didn't take the time to watch the whole thing. No, I I think I watched three or four episodes. I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure. It's it's I, not for I got me. The gist of it. It, yeah, it's not really for me. Uh, I watched just because I, I was a big fan as you. Uh, I would give it a four. I totally agree with you. This is uh, this is nothing great. It's it's okay. I mean, if if you want something to show uh, show your children, I'm sure there's much much worse than this. But I, can I recommend it? No. But do I not recommend it? Not really. There's some silly writing in there. I'll say that. That's just kind of silly and stupid, but kids won't notice, uh, but we would, yeah. Anything mm. else you saw? Uh, the Passage, uh, episode three. Uh, okay. it's, it's picking up. It's really picking up. I did I'm not see very, it I'm very, very happy that it's picking up. It's getting better. Uh, I, I thought episode three was even better than episode two, so... I'm I'm happy to see it continue its up way way up because it's had a fucking bad start, that's for sure. Right on. I'll have to check that out. Uh, let's see what else did I see. Oh, the Good Place finale. Did you see that for all? Season three no, finale was this week. I did not. Okay, go ahead and check that out. I gave it an eight. Um, mm-hmm. they were able to. We were kind of confused where they were going to go with the next season after what they did with this season. And they did a thing. I'm not going to spoil it for you or anybody else, Fro, but they did something to make it work. Uh, and I think I think it'll be interesting for next season. So I gave it an eight. Good place finale. Mm-hmm. I finished Grace Under Fire, Fro. Completed okay. all four and a half seasons. Like the fifth season, it kind of stops like at episode 13 or something, where the rest of them mm-hmm. have 25 episodes. Um, overall, I had fun. This is just bootleg Roseanne, so I gave it like a 6.5. <laughs> okay. i never seen it, so I guess maybe I will check it out. It t- Yeah, you can check it out. It's on uh, Amazon Prime, if you've got that. Um, all the seasons are on there. Oh. It's it's bootleg Roseanne. Like, they, they stole all the kind of tropes and everything, and they, um use some of the even same jokes some of the episodes are very similar of like the storyline of the episode is very similar like there is an episode where they remodel her basement because she wants to be a writer fro which happens in Roseanne. Okay. so yeah wow cool uh, i haven't watched anymore have you uh just one other thing i found uh, that's a new kind of tv channel thing here in america i don't i don't know if you'll be able to access it fro unless you used a, a vpn and used a us ip or something but it's called imdb internet you know the internet movie, movie database website has this uh Ooh. imd free dive it came out two weeks ago fro um and it's an online television and movie service that's 100 percent free but it has commercials all right okay and 
I watched Gilligan's Island on here. It's got all the episodes at Gilligan's Island. It's got uh, oh. Adobe Gillis. It's got a bunch of movies from that are more like 1980s to early 2000s. Um, and then some earlier, like more classic stuff. Uh, it's got some random TV shows that are like 80s, 90s, and, and maybe even earlier 70s. Uh, so it's got like kind of older content, but it's all free. And as far as the commercials go, at least Gilligan's Island, which I'm watching, it don't. Each episode's 30 minutes, right? But it's only got maybe yeah. a minute of commercials that are split into two 30 30 second segments. So you might get two to four commercials because so, sometimes it'll be two 15 second commercials or whatever. <coughs> so overall, as far as an uh, user experience and um, it being free and it not, it, I wouldn't say it's like overly commercial, at least right now at the beginning, there isn't enough commercials that it's annoying. Um, and I'm able to watch Gilligan's Island for free. So I'd say I'd recommend it. IMDb free dive. Uh, it's available on their website, IMDb in America. It's also available on Fire TV, I think. And uh, I believe PlayStation, uh, you might be able to get it on your PlayStation, like through the, the oh. view, Ooh. PlayStation view. But I, you have to look that up. But it's got a bunch of content on there if you're looking for content to watch. So Nice. Before we go into movies, uh, I wanted to bring up uh, a topic, and this is uh, where I will put the main topic that is not really a main topic. I sent you a little thing this week because I wanted to talk about this on, on here. Um, you said something uh, about Twitter last week that uh, I got some feedback on, uh, that uh, it was kind of uh it destroyed the internet is more more or less you what you said uh and it was an awful thing and i brought up that uh i i sure that facebook isn't a part of it and i sent you a document uh, with the guy right. going through the reasons why facebook uh, is is, uh, is an evil corporation right and i'm not right. dis disagreeing with any fact that these are all big corporations that they're only purpose is profit i never i never said that right which i think maybe that's where you got confused is that i was saying one was worse than the other i'm saying twitter is what uh what i said ruined the internet but what i kind of mean is it created the climate on the internet that we have now that is slowly deteriorating uh the rights of the internet uh the things we see as far as uh, YouTube doing these things, the censorship and things like that. I think, mm. um, I think Facebook did help with that. I think that's true. Um, but I think it, here's the way I look at it. Uh, at least with like before before those things, before Twitter and MySpace, the internet was a different place. Can we agree with that, Fro? Oh yeah. So before Twitter and Facebook, I mean. MySpace, like, I would say that was kind of the middle point between the internet we have yeah. now and the internet that was before. Uh, oh, yeah. I think Twitter and Facebook, that's when all these people who before that would have said, oh, you're that nerd on the internet, huh? You're just talking to people on the internet. Now everybody's on Twitter. You know what I mean? Where right. before that, uh, it was just the people who knew what they were doing. The, there were inside jokes that everybody got because it was, you know, a 
crowd of people that were all on the internet for kind of the same reason. And now we mm -hmm. have this, it, the internet's because of Twitter, and I guess I would include Facebook in there as well, but I think Twitter is kind of what made it easy for those people to um, integrate. I guess what also helped was the internet getting added to cell phones. That also was a big thing that kind of did it uh, to create this climate where people get really offended on the internet. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, where before it was like you could make off the wall jokes. Uh, YouTube had bum fights on it. Like that's one thing that made YouTube famous. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, and people weren't offended by Tourette's guy on YouTube where they would be now. That kind of thing. Uh, and I think Twitter it created the climate of the soundbite you get offended by. And then mm. you don't do any other research. You just see that and you go, oh, I'm offended. You know what I mean? Uh, so when I say Twitter ruined the internet, that's what I mean. Not necessarily that it has to do with the fact that uh, they're big conglomerate corporations, that their only purpose is to make money, which is 100% true. But that's true about any kind of website or business. Uh, I think that's more what I was talking about is the uh, migration of what's a good word for the people who don't really, that moved onto the internet that didn't really understand the internet. And then all of a sudden were offended by the internet once they got on. <laughs> that's, that's where, and you, you and me totally agree. I, I feel, I feel it like this. If I weigh the power behind Twitter and the falsehood behind Twitter against uh, what uh, Facebook is. I will almost call it that instead of Facebook. I see that uh, people have uh, been scammed over Facebook more. People have lost their money over Facebook more. It has involved their life much more then I would say Twitter has. And this is what I don't think you are thinking of when you say uh, uh, modern uh, time uh, and modern things like Twitter destroyed the internet. The thing is like it, uh, Facebook in the first place was built as a marketplace. And as I see it, uh, the idea behind Twitter to share uh ideas and things like that in a short context yes i agree that is uh far from optimal but at least you don't have uh the influence over people's life as i would say facebook has i i think people use how do you think donald not... trump got elected bro uh, uh, let me, Twitter. let me, uh, yeah, but let I'm me. I'm just think. saying that your argument doesn't hold up because of Donald Trump. And, and, well, my, and my you're, argument... you're again trying to argue that Facebook is worse than Twitter. And that was never my yeah. point of contention. That was never like something I, I'm saying what I, I was talking about the change from the internet before to the internet now. And I think that is where the transition happened three things facebook twitter and the internet getting added to your cell phone is when right. the internet changed and what i said was ruined the internet i'm going to put that in air quotes because i think that's the part people are getting tied up on is i'm not saying it destroyed it, it the internet still exists i'm saying the internet was a different place before that and i enjoyed it more 
Maybe you didn't enjoy it as much. Maybe you weren't on the internet before that. Maybe you called people who I were was. on the internet before that. Of course. I'm not saying you. I'm talking about people out there. Oh, yeah. Maybe yeah. people out there called people who were on the internet before that nerds and, you know what I mean, geeks, kids, uh, uh, kid hanging out in his parents' basement. You know what I mean? And now everybody's on there. So in a way, that's what I'm talking. I'm not talking about the business aspect of it. But I understand what you're saying. One is one worse than the other. Maybe is Facebook worse than Twitter? I, I, that's hard for me to quantify. Uh, this week it seems like they are, because Facebook. I mean, everything that I've seen this week in the news is like all this bad shit about Facebook. But you, you, you specially brought out Facebook as a as an example. You didn't say Facebook mobile on your cell phone and i know i was uh, wrong i'm saying right. yeah i should have given more uh credence to facebook being a big thing at the time that added people because my parents weren't on myspace but my parents are on facebook right right so this is what i'm talking about the transition from mm -hmm. one kind of internet that we enjoyed that was a free and open internet where people could make off-color jokes and no somebody might get offended but if you did Everybody else on the internet laughed at you for being offended. Remember that, Fro? And now oh, you yeah. get offended on Twitter or Facebook, and everybody jumps on your back and goes, yeah, fuck that person. Yeah, get offended. It's a whole different internet. And I'm saying that transition happened because of... And I, 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 this is where I, I, I was wrong last week, is that Facebook had a lot to do with it. And I, I, I guess what I was trying to say is, at the time, to me, Twitter... I instantly saw Twitter and I saw all the celebrities getting on there and I knew mm -hmm. that Twitter was being used as an influence device to try to uh, talk to people directly in that way that Trump did to get elected, uh, to use it to manipulate people where Facebook, I don't, I'd never really felt like celebrities were using Facebook to do that. Um, no, I, but it, it, I never it, it, last week talked about the mm -hmm. business aspect of whether one is worse than the other as far as business practices go. Uh, but I will agree with you that they're both big corporations that are horrible, if that's what you want me to say. No, I, 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 it's not really something I want you to say or something. It's, it's an interesting discussion because we brought it up last week and I'm bringing right. it back. I, and I, I think I, I was I was confusing last week is the problem. I was yes. a little confusing in what I was, but it's a hard topic to kind of get your point across. And so I think I yeah. just did a bad point of getting my point across. Hopefully, yeah. I did a better job this time. I don't know. Do you get my point no. a little better this time? I, I I understand your point much much better now, and okay. I would I I would agree to to a certain uh, agree uh, uh, point as well. I'm I'm just saying that. Uh, 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 things th seems more integrated into Facebook with your life than it does with Twitter. Uh, I I think Twitter is is right. kind of uh, short and and quick and uh, provoking in that way, and we see that when Donald Trump tweets. Drum Donald Trump's tweets are a perfect example of of what is wrong with Twitter, but we also have much more uh, like things like uh, podcasting, uh, uh, organize, uh, organizing uh, events through Twitter, uh, 
then then we have uh, the bad side of of Facebook, where I would say it is ha, has a, a, a huger part in our society than I think Twitter has. People go to Facebook to uh, discuss what what is said on Twitter, but Twitter itself is not as integrated in our life than. Uh, then maybe it isn't uh, for you, but at least here in America, I can't turn on the news without seeing somebody talk about a somebody's Twitter post. You know, right. politicians or this or that. Like it's so integrated at this point. They just passed a law this week, fro here in America, that politicians can't block you on Twitter because it's consi- right. it would be considered a free speech issue. So, uh, and it, now when you're saying fa- every uh, Facebook's so integrated, it's getting less and less because the younger uh, generation is just not even on Facebook anymore. You know what I mean? So uh, mm-hmm. Facebook is less integrated in, into our society than it was before uh, the 2016 election, I guess. I mean, this week they came out, uh, Facebook, remember we talked about WhatsApp and the five, being able to send out five things or whatever? This week, yeah. Facebook yeah. saying that they're going to integrate Instagram, WhatsApp, and the Facebook Messenger all into the same messenger system. They say it's for mm-hmm. privacy reasons, but that means that all those messaging systems are all going to have that five send out limit, just like WhatsApp, if they integrate it. So, uh, yeah. And then the other thing Facebook came out that came out about Facebook this week is they were paying people to put on a third party application onto their iPhone so they could steal iPhone uh information because they're trying to make their own mobile service or something and it turns out google was doing the exact same thing uh so yeah is facebook terrible as far as a company yeah but i wasn't really talking about which one's worse as far as a company goes i was more saying which one contributed to the internet we have today where everybody gets offended me yeah so i don't know that's really all i have to say about this Sure, let's move on. It's it's an inter- interesting topic, though. <laughs> yeah, another digital citizen at gmail.com. Hopefully, we'll be able to answer any questions about that next week. If anybody sent anything in about that, yeah. Yeah, no, uh, and I, I think that's a perfect main topic for today. Uh, let's move on to movies. Uh, you and me have watched two Oscar movies this week. Well, you, I watched Green Book last week, but you saw Roma this week. I did. Um, Fro said he thought I would not be a huge fan of this, and I'll be honest, it was not my cup of tea. Um, <laughs> as far as entertainment goes, I will say. As right. a filmmaker, somebody who went to film school, I really love this film. This is mm-hmm. a move. This is a film made for filmmakers. This is not a film made to be entertaining to the masses. Tot- totally, I, I, um, I could not. I could not agree more with with you, and that's why I liked it because I love movies. I love filmmaking, and that's why I love this movie. <laughs> From Academy oh. Award winner Alfonso Cuarón, director of Gravity and Children of Men. Uh, it does not have a description for it here. I'm just going to do my own description. It's about a maid for a family in Mexico, right? Um, yes, yes. And her life, uh, she lives with this family, and she gets pregnant, and it's kind of her journey. It's it, that's it's a 
it's a journey movie more than anything. There's not really a overarching story that is um, all wrapped up at the end or anything like that. Would you agree with that, Fro? Oh, totally. Uh, but it is a, her the journey of her life, kind of. Um, it's got 8 out of 10 on IMDb, 96% on Rotten Tomatoes, 96 on Metacritic. Really good scores there. I already told you who. Uh, and yeah, it's starring a bunch of uh, people from Mexico that I had never heard of. Marana de Tavia, Yalatza Apricio. Um, oh, Latin Lover. I have heard of him. He's like a professional wrestler uh, for AAA. Oh, I, really? Uh, yeah, he's in it. I wonder, he must have been the guy, the part where they're doing the training, the karate training, and he's standing right. up in the front. Uh, yeah, he was even dressed like a professional wrestler in that, so that was probably him, yeah. Latin lover. Uh, he's pretty good, uh, as far as a wrestler goes. But Roma, I thought, did this need to be in black and white, was the first thing I thought. <laughs> Is it in black and white just to be pretentious, is the second thing I thought. Yep. <laughs> this is shot in digital. Why is it in black and white? It was the third thing I thought. <laughs> it is very pretentious. Um, but very well shot, very clean, yeah. very... Every shot has a purpose, and mm -hmm. um, uh, you pan from one thing and pan right into the next thing. Very beautifully, like, flowing camera movements. Yep. Storyline is a bit lacking, but at the same time, it's it's um it's trying to be it's trying to flow the flow of the camera movement also goes with the flow of the storyline just see what mm. i mean from uh, so overall i gave this a 7.5 wow that surprises me uh let's, give it that high 7.5 as a film if I was going to give it a score as far as entertainment goes, I'd probably give it a three and a half. Right. Because <laughs> it's not a very entertaining movie. No. But it's no, very no. well made. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I would rate it an eight and a half, I think. Uh, okay. I, really like, I really liked it. Uh, I totally agree it's a pretentious movie. But uh, I, I like his filmmaking, it, and it's, like you said, it's extremely clean. I, I, I couldn't yeah, agree more. Yeah, it flows really well. The last shot uh, where she walks up onto the roof, I'm like, this, oh. that's it? That's it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You kind of, that was the one thing at the end. You're like, that's it? Okay. Ending. Okay. All right. Sure. Yeah. But it's very clearly a love letter to his maid, so... It's it's very sh good shot, and he's a good di director. I would not be amazed if he won wins for direction because it's beautifully directed. Uh, Movie-wise, I, I totally agree. It's not a, a amazing movie, entertaining-wise. But movie-wise, it's a good movie. All right, what about Green Book? Uh, Dr. Shelley is a world-class African... Uh, uh, American pianist who is embarked to cons uh, on the concert tour in a deep south in 1962. In need of a driver and protection, Shirley recruits Tony Lip, a tough-talking bouncer from the Italian-American neighborhood in the Bronx. Despite their differences, 
the two men soon develop an unexpected bond while confronting racism and dangerous area of segregation. This got uh, eight out of eight point three out of ten on IMDb, eighty two percent on uh, Rotten Tomato, seventy percent on Metacritic's, ninety five percent of Google users like this movie. Uh, it is directed by Peter Farley, a screenplay by Peter Farley, Nick Valenjo, and Brian Curry. It has Viggo Mortensen, Don Shirley, Mahali Ali, uh, Linda Kalel, and Tony Lippinett himself. Uh, and it is uh, an amazing movie. It, I really, really liked Green Book. It is two hours and ten minutes, so it is a little on the long side. Uh, yeah, it's to not be too bad, but it's kind of long. Yeah, yeah, it's a little too too on the long side, but I I totally get. Uh, but it's uh, I I said it when I talked about watching this movie the first time. It is very very Oscar baity. It is very Oscar baity, and I usually don't like Oscar baity movies. Uh, Ranuka Vashera from the Times of India said Peter Faley, delightful little film, uh, is in heart, is in all heart and sure shot Oscar contender. So when you watch it, you can very, very clearly see that this was made to become an Oscar movie. <laughs> Um, and I have not seen this by the way yes so that's my biggest complaint about it other than that it is a much better and much more entertaining movie than than a lot of other uh, Oscar movies Uh, I mean you and me we don't uh, especially agree on on um, on Black Panther but but uh, uh, this is a better movie than Black Panther by far in my heart, oh, and okay. I liked Black Black Panther. Uh, right. You didn't, but but I, I I liked Green Book much more than I like liked Black Panther. Uh, I would give it uh, eight point five out of ten. Cool. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Is this a movie that you want to see? Hopefully, I'll get around to watching it. I'm more interested now. Uh, that you say, I, I, once you said it's better than Black Panther, that makes me go, okay, I kind of want to see it. Uh, oh, yeah. If it's not entertaining, then I, I should check it out. I'm, I mean, I'll try oh, yeah. to watch them all before, they actually, before the actual Oscars, but who knows, see if I actually get around to it. Cool. Pokemon. Pokemon reference there. Got to catch them all. Pokemon. Got to watch Pokemon. Hey, have you watched a movie this week? Uh, I did. I watched the well. Besides Roma, I obviously watched that this week. I also watched yeah. another Oscar-nominated movie, Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, I got to check this out. Um, I think this movie would. I think I should have waited maybe to see this movie because I, um, the hype I think made me not like it as much. Like I felt like. When I went into it, I felt like it had been overhyped to me, maybe. So I don't, I did not, it felt like every other biopic movie about a band I've ever seen. 
Yes. This did not seem Oscar worthy to me, to be honest, for real. Uh, I I am not a big fan of this movie, so you don't have to convince me. Right, okay. See, there was somebody else I talked to this week that also said the exact same thing, that they said that it felt very, mm, just blah, blah. Like, it does not feel like an Oscar movie. Um, I think it got nominated more for political reasons than anything else uh, because of Freddie Mercury and the whole story. But it seems to me that this movie, I could... It seems like there's 20 other movies I've seen that there were this exact movie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But with a different band. So it's very uh, overall, formulaic. It's very formulaic. I will say that. Formulaic. For, yeah. Um, yeah. It for, and it then everybody the raved formal. about the concert scene at the end. Like that was the big rave, raving moment yeah. of it. But I got there and it's like the whole, it's 20 minutes. The 20 last minutes of the movie is all just that. And it's like, it almost felt like it was just filling time after a while. Do you know what? Do you know what? I said <coughs> during uh, uh, when I watched this movie that that was actually my least favorite part of the movie. Right. I don't. Well, there was another part that I really hated. They go to America the first time and they're like, we're going on tour. And then all you see is like little flashes and then like road signs from different states and that's the whole that's all you get to see of their tour you know what i mean i'm like that is like the cheapest crappiest uh montage i've seen in a movie in a while and this is a, a, yeah. a oscar nominated for best picture i don't know remy malik yeah. is amazing in it uh, he should get oh, yeah. best actor but i don't think oh, yeah. he should get best picture is that weird uh, no i totally agree he's amazing in this movie he's a fat, fantastic freddie mercury so yeah, I gave this a five because I thought it was, like I said, oh. super average and like twenty other movies I've seen before. So there you go. I think I think I gave this originally a six point five. Okay. Yeah. I I might go as high as a six, but uh, yeah. Guess what? I didn't watch single fucking movie this week. Oh well, I saw another I've movie. Been, I've been sick. And I'm still sick. So uh, I saw a movie called Polar Fro, which I think is a Netflix uh, kind of special. Uh, Net- I think it might be a Netflix original or whatever. It's on Netflix. Got picked oh, up by Netflix. Oh, with Leo Mortensen in it? No, uh, Matt Mikkelsen, I mean. Uh, I was gonna say it didn't have Vigo Mortensen in it, but it might. I've never heard of the other guy, so it might have been him. So uh, Matt Mikkelsen, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But he, it's about this guy who, um, I don't really want to ruin anything about it, but it's, uh, so yeah, this this movie, uh, is pretty much about, um, this guy who's an assassin, uh, and he, they want him to get back into the assassination game or whatever, um, But he doesn't really want to do it. it. This sounds like the exact same movie I covered the other week, but uh, yeah, it, it's it was all right. It's a very good action movie, but there were certain parts of it that um, the storyline didn't really fit that well together. This actually has seventeen percent on Rotten Tomatoes, so not great yeah. there. I actually gave it a uh, a four and a half. No, I gave it a four, solid four. Um, 
the action was fun, but overall it was kind of a, it, it was a very uh, vapid film. It didn't have a lot of feeling. It was just, you know, your standard action movie, a lot of shooting, a lot of fight scenes. So if you're, if that's what you feel like, um, you know, if you, that's what you're in the mood for to watch that night as an action movie with, you don't have to think a lot. All you have to do is watch people beat each other up. This might be the movie for you. Oh yeah, the mu- the music is composed by Dead Mouse Fro as well. So the music mm. might have been the best part of this whole uh, movie. But mm, I'd still recommend it if you're in if you want to watch an action movie. I I think the girl from High School Musical is in that movie, isn't she? Uh, yes, uh, from Vanessa, Powerless. Vanessa Hudgens. Yes, Vanessa Hudgens. Oh. Exactly. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. She um. She is uh, in a different role than a high school musical role. She she plays a very dour kind of character in this, and it's it's a good move for her as far as acting goes. It's a different role, and so I appreciate appreciate that. The one thing I will say is the ending of this movie is a little predictable, but at the same time, kind of fun. So if you just have to see the ending. I'm not going to spoil it. So cool. Uh, we don't have an audio trailer because we are uh, recording this on, like we said, uh, Discord this week instead of Skype. So we don't have an audio trailer, but we're going to talk about Serenity. Uh, I guess um, I'll just go into the description. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Baker Dill is a fishing boat captain who leads tours off of the tranquil enclave of Plymouth Island. His peaceful life is soon shattered when his ex-wife Karen tracks him down. Desperate for help, Karen begs Baker to save her and their young son from her abusive husband. Uh, mm. This has got Mr. Matthew McConaughey in it, and Anne Hathaway, uh-huh. and Diane Lane. Got a bunch wow. of pretty big actors and actresses in it. Uh, directed yeah. by Stephen Knight. Uh, this has 5.1 out of 10 on IMDb. 23% on Rotten Tomatoes. Very bad scores. Yeah. And 38% on Metacritic. That's not really good. No, right. Uh, maybe people thought they were going to go see a sci-fi movie and they got there and they went, this is <laughs> not what I came here to see. <laughs> this isn't the follow-up to that uh, uh, TV show I watched. This That's isn't a remake of Serenity, the movie of the first one. Right. Tim <laughs> uh, Tay... Meadows, I would recommend seeing this movie just to see how ridiculous it is. Anne Hathaway does a pretty bad impression of Jessica Rabbit. At one point, after delivering a, bef- a breathy line, two people in the audience burst out laughing. Not to mention the stupid twist that happens midway through the movie. I like a good twist movie, but this one was, again, ridiculous. I I actually uh, went to see it because all through the reviews were bad. I it was showing the same time uh, my cleaning lady was coming. <laughs> That's a perfect excuse to see a bad movie. My, <laughs> my, my cleaning lady is coming, so I guess I guess. Maybe. You have to leave your house when the cleaning lady comes. I don't think that's how that works. Uh, she gave it half a star, by the way. Uh, okay. I also, I I also uh, found found uh, a four star uh, from Sean M. The acting performance and execution of the produ- production 
are spot on exactly when you consider the nature of the actual plot. Very unique ideas. The trailer and poster ads appeal to an older democratic, but this story is really geared towards 18 to 36 audience. So I guess I can't see it because I'm 39. <laughs> I don't think that's what that Aww. means. But... Oh, that's too bad. Oh no, I can't see this movie. Oh shoot, whatever will I do? Uh, look. Right, I went to the Facebook. Um, let's see. Should I do, I guess I'll do a bad one first. Uh, Robert Smith says, saw it yesterday, can I get my money back? <laughs> uh, Ash Smith says, I loved it, my sister hated it. But we are very different people. Keep an open mind. That's what he says. <laughs> we are very different people. Yes, I hope so. Yeah, if you're not, you're not the same human being. Okay. Uh, and then Viol- Violetta Bridgman says this: this movie is great, a true and truly enjoyable. I had tears in my eyes at the end of the movie. I don't get in. Uh, I don't get why it has such poor reviews from the movie critics. Oh, yeah. Some people liked it. Some people didn't. Another movie coming out, uh, The Kid Who Would Be King, uh, about King Arthur, I have heard. Uh, Old school magic meets modern world when young Alex stumbles upon uh, mystical sword Excalibur. Oh, it is uh, just like King Arthur. Uh, He soon unites his friends and enemies and becomes denied to join forces with the legendary wizard Merlin. So this is really... King Arthur's story. Right, except you can see like there's a picture of him in like a cul-de-sac. So it's like modern yeah. day. Yeah. Uh, together they may must save uh, mankind from wicked enchantress Morgana. Jesus Christ, they really stole everything. And her army of supernatural warriors. This got an 80% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's really a high score, but <laughs> it has a 6.4 on IMDb, and from our favorite reviewers, Common Sense Media, it gives a 4 out of 5. Did you see the poster? It has the worst tagline. Evil gets schooled, kids rule. It's the worst tagline I've ever heard. Uh, Rebecca Ferguson, Patrick Stewart is in this? How the fuck did I trick Patrick Stewart to be in this? Uh, uh, a lot of money. <laughs> Probably <well. laughs> yeah. Angus Imre and Tom Taylor and Louis George Circuit. He probably well, plays Merlin, right? Patrick Stewart is my guess. Yes, that's my guess as well. 87% on Rotten Tomatoes, though. That's, uh, I mean, it's better than I thought yeah. it would be, to be honest. Yeah. But then on the 6.4 on IMDb, it's like, yeah. So, which of the two movies that we covered this week would you like to see? Wow, neither of them. Um, <laughs> I know, but you're forced to pick one. I guess I'd have to see the the kid, the kid, uh, the kid who would be king, right? Yeah, I, I'd yeah. rather see that. I guess. Yeah, it's a hard I choice. Thought, <laughs> I thought I totally agree with you. Hey, Royal Rumble was this week, and it was actually really, really good. Um, a really good women's Royal Rumble this year. Fucking mm-hmm. amazing um, women's Royal Rumble. That's yeah, what that's I'm probably the best say. part. I mean, there wasn't a lot of bad stuff. Uh, the tag match for the SmackDown Championships wasn't all that great. Um, no, 
some of the stuff at the beginning, as far as pre-show, that, that first pre-show match was not all that amazing, but let's get into it. Uh, and if you want to hear a full review of uh, the Royal Rumble, listen to that wrestling show with uh, my good friend Bill and me discussing all of this. But pre-show, yes, uh, Shad uh, Gable and Bobby Roode won against uh, Scott Dawson and Razar. Right, we didn't predict that because we just added at the beginning of the show. So, Yes, Shinsuke Nakamura defeated Rusev. And you got a point there. Buddy Murphy defeated Asuka, Akira, sorry, Asuka. Asuka was in this. Did you know that? Buddy, uh, Buddy Murphy defeated <laughs> Akira Tuava. He did Atimi and Kalisto. We ne- neither of us got that right. I should mention we did horribly on this. Continue. <laughs> yes. Asuka defeated Be- Be- Becky Lynch. We both got that wrong. The Miss and uh, Shane McMahon defeated the bar. I got a point there. Ronda Rousey defeated uh, Sasha Banks. Uh, we both got that correct, actually. Becky Lynch uh, was the last to be eliminated after Charlotte Flair. Well, neither of us got that right, but I had picked Flair. She was like the second, but it still doesn't count. <laughs> You're almost there, Luke. <laughs> almost the point there. <laughs> uh, Daniel Bryan defeated AJ Styles. Uh, right. Um, you got a point there. Brock Lesnar defeated Finn Balor. Neither of us got a point. And Seth Rollins won by eliminating Braun Strowman. And neither of us got a point there. So Meaning, I got two out of nine correct, and you got three out of nine correct. Meaning you won from. Yeah, that means that I get to pick uh, next week because next week we will uh, have an interview with an atheist. Uh, yeah, we're not yet. really sure what's going to happen next week. I guess, uh, but yeah, we'll do that. I guess, and then we'll so we'll bump whatever your topic is, maybe to the week after, or maybe even a week after that. We'll have to see. We will see, uh, and uh, that's why I have not thought of anything yet because I literally just found out that I have won. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I just I just did it last night as far as the breakdown, but uh, we did really terrible. We got five yeah. out of eighteen. <laughs> it's really uh, bad. That's that's not really good. Uh... Yeah, but it was a good Royal Rumble. Uh, you can go to Audible Trial slash Another Digital Citizen. That's audible.com slash Another Digital Citizen. You, said it, you yeah. said it wrong both times. It's audibletrial.com forward slash Another Digital Citizen. Thank you. Don't listen yep. to me. Yeah. Listen to Luke. That's my motto. Don't listen to me. Listen to Luke. That's <laughs> like my, my life motto. Yeah. Uh, anything we have not covered that you would like us to cover? Did you hear it was negative 46 degrees Celsius in Chicago yesterday? No, I did not hear that. Fucking Negative hell. 46 Celsius, bro. Oh my gosh. How, how, There's like a polar vortex possible? in the middle of America right now. The wow. Crazy global warming happening. 
Wasn't there a movie? Was it? What was the movie? The where day after co- tomorrow. Right. Basically, yes. the day after tomorrow is happening right now in America. Cool. Global warming finally hit in. That's that's one of the things that I find most interesting about the global warming thing. Is like people think it's going to be warmer everywhere. No. No. Right. Just don't, you don't understand. Yeah, just go watch the movie Day, day After Tomorrow and you'd know <laughs> how it works. Like, there's a movie. Just go watch it. <laughs> you mean in, Inconvenient Truth Part 1 and 2? I saw in the. I never was there a part two? Oh yeah, there was. That came out a while oh, yeah, later. Yeah. I saw that movie yes. in the theater on a date. I never got another huh? date with that girl because that was a boring movie. <laughs> what a terrible, terrible movie to take a date to. <laughs> hey, hey, no. Okay, I'm going to tell you a story I have never ever told anyone. Uh, I think, and especially not on the podcast. So I will tell you my first date ever, okay? Okay. Uh, I, 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 I was um, 15, or I think, uh, and this was my first serious date. Uh, I was living in Asker, and I, I actually did judo. I, I have a green belt in judo, Luke. <laughs> okay. Right on. <laughs> yes, everybody starts with a green belt, but... Let's not talk about that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, and there was this girl there. She was really cute. And I was going to bring her out on, on a date. And uh, I was taking her to this pizza restaurant. And I was like being a gentleman, taking the chair out for her. And when I, I was looking suddenly another way, and I took the chair a little like out. Uh, from her, and she sat down on the ground, so that was a perfect start on the date. So, uh, with helping her up, I was t- taking a part of the table, I was pushing down uh, uh, the table sheet, and uh, I I pulled the glass of water over her. So this oh my gosh. Pizza. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this was a pizza restaurant, okay? Mm-hmm. So, and I shake on my hands when I'm really, really nervous. Sure. Uh, and so, and I had a white clean shirt when I started uh, the date. I did not have a white clean shirt when I was done with the date. <laughs> that was burned. Burned. So, but do you know what movie we saw as the date movie? It was The Mask. That says okay. how much, how long. This that was is. a while ago. Yeah. Yes. Yes. 90, I, I'm 90. old. I'm old, Luke. This is uh, showing how old I was. Uh, the mask was from 1994. Uh, I was oh, born in seven. Yes. So I was born in 79, everybody. So do the math. I was. I remember you. my parents wondering whether I should watch the mask or not because it was like might have been a little too mature for me. That's how old I am. <laughs> right. And uh, I laughed so fucking hard off that movie. And she found it to be the most boring movie she has ever seen. So that was the last uh, date I had with her. That's one of those movies that was funny then and does not hold up now. It holds so terribly up. 
it's not good at all. <laughs> right. Where I was it? it? Not long time ago. <laughs> was it the Rogan That's podcast that I was listening to? They were talking about Ace Ventura and how oh, it was Ace like Ventura. the most transphobic, like crazy thing at the end. Like, yeah. 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 I think it was Rogan podcast they were talking about that. That yeah, that movie is the ma- great. Ma- the mask is so deterritory against women. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ace oh, Ventura yeah. is too though. The beginning scene where he gets pay- like oh, yeah. he, the lady doesn't have any money to pay him. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, ladies and gentlemen, uh, coming up next week we will have news of the week. We will have episode uh, fourteen of Manifest. We will do a, another digital review of Jacob's Ladder? What? I guess it's a remake. Really? Yep. A remake a... of Jack Jacob's Ladder of all sad movies in the world? I, I, yeah, you got me, but they're going to remake it, so there you go. That's such a sad, sad movie to remake. And we will have an interview with it in that. So that's all next week. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Me hymning the end song. Maybe I will keep that in.